this podcast might have bad words because my daddy says words like s*** and other bad words too much. Listener description is advice. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Detox Podcast, a podcast for dads, where dads talk about life, kids, and stuff. We are your hosts. Go on. Joe Boy. <laughs> and I, I love Joe Boy for two reasons. Yes. One is it fits so well with today's guest, which That's we'll get right. to in, in just a moment. And two, it makes you sound like a World War One soldier. <laughs> That's what I'm going for. I'm just over here in foxholes dreaming about a better life. Yeah, trying to avoid no man's land. Yeah, which doesn't happen to anybody. That's right. Joe, today we have another really cool guest that we spoke to at Dallas Fan Expo 2018. That's right. Uh, John Boy Myers. He is our, I guess, third non-dad on the show since we've interviewed uh, Roberto and we've interviewed Devin, so uh, John Boy is our third non-dad. Uh, but what was really interesting about him is he talked a lot about how his dad influenced his comics. So his dad, being a military dad, not being around all the time, but he did his best with parenting when he was around and providing comics as like just a way for them to bond. And John Boy being able to latch on to that and express that through his art and through his comics was really something that was fascinating from an interview aspect. And he's somebody that has done art for DC Comics a lot. So you've seen his Flash. Yeah, he's done some Spawn as well. He's done some Flash. He's done uh, a lot of of Teen Titans. So once Um, again, this is a guy that's done a lot of stuff for the big guys. Exactly. And he's somebody that uh, we interviewed, and you've heard probably already our interview with Steve Irwin. He's somebody that off mic when we referenced Steve Irwin, John Boy said, oh, Steve Irwin, he's like the godfather when it comes to Deathstroke, and I'm drawing Teen Titans in relation to what he's done and laid the groundwork for from a Deathstroke perspective. How so cool is that? It's cool like hearing the like reverence for somebody that we had already talked to. Yeah, for sure. So, guys, we hope you really enjoy our interview with John Boy. We will be right back with that conversation. All right, so we are back here at Dallas Fan Expo at the Detox Podcast, and with me right now, John Boy Myers. Hey, Joe, what's up? How Not you doing, man? Doing pretty well. Thanks for being on the show. So, we are here, kind of getting different people's perspective, dads and non-dads alike, sure. on the industry, and kind of wanted to see what uh, what drew you to the industry in the first place. Uh, for me, gosh, you know what? My dad was actually the one who introduced me to comics. Okay, he was uh, in the military. Uh, he was an MP, and sometimes when uh, like some of the GIs would get drunk, the MPs would pick him up and just let him. Kind of like dry out, right. put them in jail. <laughs> yeah. But in the meantime, they would buy the, the Giants comics and stuff. And uh, when they were done, my, my dad would bring them home for us. That's awesome. So he'd bring home more comics like Weird War Tales, um, Sergeant Rock, um, GI Robot, stuff like yeah. that. So I'd read those all the time. Right. And I loved them. And then one day he brought home a Captain America King Size Annual where Captain America 
It's drawn like Jack Kirby fights uh, Magneto and yes. the Brotherhood Evil. Yes, Jesus. yes, yes. Like, yeah, Mr. Peepers. And right, 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 right. Yep. I was like, what? What's a superhero? And <laughs> yeah. uh, from there, I just fell in love with comic books. So That's my dad's awesome. the one who got me into it. So. That's really awesome. So what has been... Um, Breaking into the industry, so you've been working on DC a lot, and then uh, what is kind of, how did you get into in the first place? Was it like a lot of touch and go? Did you put it in the grinder? Was it kind of something Uh, you kind of into? You know, I, gosh, man, I've been doing this now professionally for almost 22 years now, Um, and then on top of that, I did like four years of the free independent stuff, so I just would work for anybody. Sure. Uh, I just wanted to get my work out there, but like I used to stand in those long 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 san diego lines back when they used to do that yeah, yeah back in the day for like four to six hours and just you know get your right. five to ten minutes review and and seeing if you have a shot right so, uh and for me it was a lot of pounding the pavement sending in those long lines mailing stuff in for submissions back in the day get your form letter like hey little marvel maniac you know, right good job. <laughs> but you know these are not quite up there yet right but you, know, you get the form letter but uh yeah it's always cool i mean uh you know, art's a process, and I think, I think if you if I made it too fast, it would probably go to my head. You know? Sure. I think yeah, it's yeah. good to pay your dues and, and get there through hard work and right. perseverance. You yeah. know, um, so yeah, anyway. very nice. What has been kind of your uh, favorite or uh, some different characters and stuff that you've really enjoyed uh, depicting in your style? Uh, Teen Titans. Like I was always a huge uh, fan of the Mark Wolf and George Perez stuff growing up. Yep. Uh, really loved it. And then even in the 80s and 90s when Marvel was writing and uh, Tom Grummet was drawing. Yep. Loved it. Like, that was that was my jam. So uh, being able to actually add my take on these characters and add something to the Migos is right. really, uh, really a big deal for me. Sure. Because, um, like, it's a great way to get kids into comics. Yeah. You know, and uh, to do it right, I think my, my problem with, like, a lot of it, because they're Teen Titans, is my, my main bugaboo about it is, like, no one draws them like, Really, they don't draw them like kids. Right, yeah. I think myself and maybe, uh, gosh, maybe a handful of other artists actually yeah. draw them like kids. Most people kind of like too buff or too sexualized teenagers. Well, and, and I'm just kind of yeah. like, dude, they're like, she's 13, man. Come right. on, dude. And like, that's, what, I, that's yeah. what I overheard you talking about yeah. the, the other day, talking about Raven right. and how certain people would depict her kind of more sexualized. Yeah, and it's I, like, she's supposed to be 13. Yeah, dude, she's 13, man. Like, dude, like. I have nieces, man. They were 13. Right. I, I would not want someone to objectify them. That would make exactly. me feel horrible, man. It's just So I, I think as comic readers, we tend to forget like, hey, you know, these are younger characters. So when I'm right. drawing them, I'm always trying to like make it feel like, hey, these are kids and these are, this, these are stories about kids trying to do big adult things. Sure. Know, they want to be grown up. They want to be treated with respect. They want, right. you know, it's just they want to prove themselves, right. you know, and, and I think trying to keep that style grounded like that makes the comics accessible to everybody. Sure. You know, because everyone says, oh, it's Teen Titans. They don't look like kids. And right. she's wearing, what, uh, stripper heels and, and, yeah. and, you know, midriff. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not something I would want to see. Right. You know? No, absolutely. So, Especially being a father of yeah. a young daughter myself. Right. It's something that's yeah. like I kind of, you know, she, she really looks up to like Wonder Woman like you right. uh, had the print yesterday with the Wonder Woman. And she's just like looks powerful and mighty. And yeah. it's like that's super inspiring to like – my daughter, who's three, and kids need to feel like, like, like young ladies, young women in, in particular, but kids in general need to have a sense of empowerment a little bit because, um, you know, you don't want your kids to be timid or you don't want them to not be able to speak up for themselves right. or assert themselves a little bit because later in life that makes their lives a lot more difficult, a lot right. harder. You know, especially these days too, with you know, we have things like bullying and things like that. Like, right. you need kids to be able to 
have the courage to speak up or say something, right? It, it, it usually helps them out in right. the long run. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Very nice. And then what has been kind of on the flip side, uh, talking about uh, different characters draw, what's been kind of, I guess, not the most challenging, but the most that you've kind of had to sit back and go, okay, how am I going to approach this? Like, what was your kind of greatest obstacle of a character depiction? I, I think it's just figuring out a visual look that pairs well with the writer's narrative. Okay, sure. Because um, uh, sometimes it's harder to get behind a writer's vision because, you know, usually I believe books are a team thing, so you right. should develop that together right you know? sure but yep. uh, sometimes you know you're uh, you're working with the guys who just don't want to work with other people right. and they just yep. you know so um you try to read it and say okay you know what's the best way that i can uh, make this narrative believable right and you know sometimes like within humans you know uh, al ewing is the writer on it um and he he wanted to take them into space and they're going to go on these adventures and they're living by their wits. I was like, okay, cool. So my first reaction was like, okay, you know what? We need to do a redesign. And they're like, well, no, we can keep them the same. I'm like, well, you know, superheroes in space, yeah, you know. Right, sure. <laughs> uh, it doesn't work for me. You know, right, like right, right. that's Guardian of the Galaxy yeah, thing. So right. uh, let's do something different. So let's, no costumes, no masks. Let's, except for Black Bolt. Sure, It's, it's right. a little bit different, but uh, um. Like, let's give them a different look. Let's give them kind of a space-type armor. Sure. You know, so I was like, you know what? This is basically Mad Max in space. So maybe yeah, they start okay. out with clean suits. Yeah, you know, that yeah, looked yeah. pretty nice, but they get they start falling apart yeah. as the series continues. And that was the goal because uh, Medusa was supposed to be dying at that same time. Okay. So as she's dying and withering, so is her look. Everyone's okay. slowly starting to that deteriorate. Like, the, 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 the trials of space wears on you so hard. Right. You know? so, <laughs> yeah. Um, Unfortunately, like uh, uh, with scheduling and uh, you know uh, Marvel's <laughs> lack of you know planning, sometimes <laughs> right. uh, I, I couldn't stick with the book. So, gotcha. like you know, I had to yeah. move on to other projects. Yep. So that was it. I like it. Is there been a is there a specific character that you haven't depicted yet that you would like to? Uh, I'd love to do Batman, like on sure. a greater scale. I'd love to draw Captain America on a greater scale. Like uh, my stuff's a little bit more cartoonier sometimes, so yeah. it's it's. Uh, Maybe might might not be for everybody, but right. uh, those are just characters that are really near and dear to me that I would like to do something with. I never thought in a million years I'd get to do Superman covers, right? And I did. So yeah. <laughs> there you go. I'm like, you sure you want me to do Superman? You're like, you know, like I'm a little bit more cartoony. You're like, right. no, we want something different. I'm like, oh, dude, that's all right. Right on. Let's do this. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, so uh, any nuggets of wisdom for someone who's wanting to kind of break into the industry or dads who are looking at uh, getting their kids involved in comics or some kind of you know piece what? Of advice? I think. Um, the, the first thing would be like engage your kids. Like sure. uh, like many people just throw things at their kids and yeah. like here I got you this, um, which is great. But it, it it's a little bit better to have something you get them, but you engage with them and you connect with them on because I see so many fathers and sons and fathers and daughters and whole families here that they sit down and read comics together. He shares his passion with his children. Right, that's something that they can connect on because sometimes you know when you're when you're trying to communicate with your parents. You've got to find common ground that the things that you can come together on because right. there's so many things that take your time away from, from families and kids. You know, if you can find common ground, whether it be sports right. or comics or toys or video games or something, that you can find a way to sit down and reach out to them and, and, and actually impress upon them things. Because right. the thing about comics for me was there's there's always morality tales and stories, more so back then than nowadays. Sure. But, um, 
you know, that's where I learned like right from wrong. I learned how to read, right. you know, is by reading comics. And then my dad's the one who shared those with me. Sure. Unfortunately, my dad was in the military, so he's always gone. So that was something that was like hard for me. Right. Him being gone all the time, being on tours. But the thing is, he would bring back comics and give us art supplies. So I would draw comics and send them to him. I like so it. That's very cool. That was a way for us to connect. Yeah, that's very cool. All right. Is there an upcoming book or something people should be on the lookout for? Uh, you know what? I'm doing more covers. I'm wrapping up my run on Superman. Uh, my run ends at issue 45 for okay. covers. Then it turns over to Bendis and their new team for Man of Steel. Okay. I'm doing some Scooby-Doo uh, Apocalypse covers for okay. uh, DC. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen those. Yeah. And I think I'm doing some Power Rangers covers. And I'm working on a creator own project too. In the meantime, okay, I've been working on it now for the last eight months. Um, <laughs> it's I, it's already written. It's already plotted out. I'm working on design stuff right now. Okay, so I just I really want that world to feel like a real world, sure, and a unique thing. So very cool. Haven't I'm not ready to announce yet. That's or fine. Say what it is, but hopefully people will respond to it when it comes out. Very cool. And if people want to follow you and uh, see oh, what you're up to, what's the best way for them sure. to do that? Www. JohnBoyMyers.com, J-O-N-B-O-Y-M-E-Y-E-R-S. Okay. Uh, John Boy Myers, uh, you can find me on Google. Um, it goes to my social media, which is Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for being here today. We really appreciate it, and uh, we'll be right back. Thanks, guys. back with the detox podcast that was john boy myers and it was just a really fascinating discussion being there so what was interesting about john boy and uh galan can chime in on this so all of our, our all of our other interviews were in the uh quote-unquote premium area where we brought our guests back and we had kind of a setup uh, but with john boy he was somebody that was going to come back with us but he had been pulled at the last minute to do a sketch duel, which is a cool event. If you're at fan expo, they have these different artists do like you give them a subject and then there's like two or three different people and they have to draw it. And the first one to finish wins. Uh, he was pulled last minute because somebody else had backed out and he had said he had our podcast. They said, you gotta do the sketch duel. So there was a bit of a conflict there. And then he said that because he was away for so long, he wanted to sell more of his art, which is completely understandable. That's what you're there for. So we improvised and we went and we brought the audio to him and we did an interview. Um, you'll hear, you know, as you heard, you heard me asking the questions. John Boy is holding one mic. I was holding another mic. Golan was making sure our volume levels were good and that you could hear us. And it was just kind of a little awkward standing there and interviewing him at his table. But what was really cool that kind of developed out of it was seeing this dad bring his son by who was in a wheelchair and was a big fan of John Boy's work. And I think Galan can speak a little bit more to that. Yeah, it was just the, the entire kind of weekend, John Boy was very accommodating. He first he said that Friday would work well, and that didn't work well for us because we kind of parked far away, and we were kind of scoping things out, and we didn't bring any of the recording equipment in. Um, and so he was like, yeah, just let me know what's going on, and, and we'll try to work it out. So it didn't work out Saturday, and then, of course, Sunday, you know, there was just flexibility on both sides. But at the end, you know, he wanted to, to I guess, make our time worth it, and he offered us um, one of his prints. But this kid and his dad were there, and basically Joe and I were like, no, you know, take care of the kid first. That's more important. 
and we kind of actually I think got lost a little bit in back when we were recording. <laughs> we did. But when we came out, like he had had the, the so the kid had a sketchbook and he was having an artist draw in it, and um, John Boy drew up this kind of impromptu. Uh, Spawn sketch while he was having a conversation with the kid and the dad. I mean, there are a ton of talented artists out there, and for John Boy to be able to do that, and I mean, just kind of effortlessly draw this and add shading and color in the eyes and, and everything for this kid. I mean, I mean, he made. I mean, that that moment was was so impactful for that that kid. Um, you know, and, and the the dad was really appreciative of it. You know, and we we kind of talked about it off mic, where you know we're at a an expo where there's a bunch of comic book stuff and super powered everything, and you know the the dad kind of displayed that the superpower of making sure that his kid um, felt as normal as possible uh, and just had a great experience and instead of a you know kind of a look at me moment. Like he he just wanted his kid to 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 be like the other kids that were there meeting someone they look up to and they admire and that was a really cool moment uh for them to wrap up and and for the kid i mean the kid was super appreciative Mm -hmm. of it you know and then of course you know john boy we we had further conversation and it it, that was kind of our our last interview of the of the expo kind of our last highlight and it was really cool to go out um go out on that note it was it was really cool because like you know like to your point, you've seen a lot of we've seen we've seen and talked to a lot of these different artists and writers that have written and been a part of artists. Oh my goodness, characters! Sorry, characters that have superpowers. But you see this dad, and it's like I I feel like I have strength being a dad, and I feel like being a dad, you you feel that like you understand the power that you have and what you bring to the table and how you can help shape and form young minds and opinions. But the strength that dad showed, like, I don't know that I'll ever know that. And it's like, it was, it took my breath away. It was awe inspiring for me as a dad to see the work and the dedication he was putting in to make sure, like you said, his kid felt like he was just like any other kid for the day that he had the best possible time he could in that in fan expo talking to like his favorite artists all this stuff like that dad went above and beyond and i wished i had had the conversation with him but i was missing out on a card and there was a lot going on and so if you the dad of that kid with the wheelchair that got the spawn sketch happened to be listening to our show we salute you because you were fantastic well in, in, i think during the the expo and we saw i mean a lot of people there Yep. Um, yeah, couples, old and young, kids, you know, and families in tow. And it's just, it's, I've never been to one. I've always heard Alan talk about him because he's been, uh, you know, he frequently has attended him. Who you can hear on one of our bonus segments. Yes. Yeah, the 20 minute, yeah, just talking about his experiences and waiting in line. We actually coincidentally ran into him on Saturday. Yeah. Like, we, we came funny. in because it was super cold here. By the here. way, him and his family looked amazing. Yeah. yeah they they cosplay every time yeah. they go. Yeah. Yeah. His wife was uh, Gila from Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, the villain. And, yeah. Yeah, and his daughter. His daughter was Ray. Ray, and then the yeah. next day, his, his, and he always dresses up as Spider Man because he's yep. over Spider-Man the moon about Spider Man yeah, fan. Sure. But it's. I've always heard him talk about it and just. As Devin put it in um, a couple episodes ago, it just the throng of people there on Saturday. 
It's crazy. Just the, the sea. If you, I posted something on our, mm-hmm. our detox thing, and it's just in that one area. I mean, there's 300 people that if you were to yeah. go through. And, I mean, it's just it, there are so many people, but everyone was so courteous. It, you know, you don't get into the rude people that are bumping. You know, you bump into someone, they're like, oh, I'm sorry, excuse me. Right. And you – I wandered around the last day and spent. I found out I'm actually wearing a T-shirt today of a, it's a Minecraft shirt where it looks like Space Invaders and Steve, the Minecraft character, is firing arrows up at the different mobs. <laughs> I picked one up for Ellie, you know, and I, uh, there was two. There was a Pinkie Pie. I never leave home without my party cannon shirt that was only available on that that place's site. But they also had this Minecraft shirt, and I'm like, well, I've never seen that one before. Twenty five bucks I paid for that shirt. Looked on Amazon, it was eight dollars. <laughs> so there's there was definitely some overcharging. <laughs> But just walking around hearing people talk about their hobbies, whether it's Funko Pops. Like, John has this really, really awesome collection where we record of Lord of the Rings Funko Pops that I think was started Joe's by... Fault. It is my fault. Joe with, I'll take the blame for with that. With Gandalf the Grey, right? Uh, uh, Sar- Sauron. Oh, Sar- Wait, no, it was Gandalf no, I gave the Grey. You, I gave you Gandalf the Grey, yes. You did. Yeah, and so it's... I wouldn't you know, give you Saruman. I know, right? Sucky Only Saruman. a jerk would give someone Saruman. Um, <laughs> I gave Joe a Saruman. <laughs> but it's you know talking about that, and it's, I ended up picking up this um, collector's. Uh, it's a glow in the dark Cthulhu because John always talks Which, about. By the way, it looks awesome. He always talks about Cthulhu, like creeps him out. So I have a Cthulhu dice bag when we play D and D, and I have a now I have this little Cthulhu that's going to go with me anytime we record music. Um, but it's just it's there was that there was people talking Minecraft, Power Rangers, Ninja Turtles, GI Joes. Like these places had these old. You know, toys that from the 80s and seeing everybody that can go and, you know, kind of participate in geek culture, but be really geeky about it right. and not be judged because everyone else there is geeky. Whether you have cosplayers or you have people that are that, that geek out over a one 500 were made Batmobile from Kenner. I don't know, whatever. Right. It, it was really cool. I, I, I've been trying to, to get the guys to talk kind of geek culture in general. And of course, we've done that over the last eight episodes. <laughs> but it's there. It's a really cool time to be geeky. I mean, as we talked about, it's a, you know, Infinity War is out. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time this comes out, Deadpool two came out, Solo came out. I mean, those are three huge nerdy movies yep. that are poised to do incredible amount of money and it's cool to go see them they're sold yeah. out they do right. millions of dollars in the first on thursday billion these are billion dollar films that 20 years ago when john and i were in high school it was kind of you're made fun of if you like star wars right and there was a weekend full of revelry around that kind of stuff and I mean, if I had an unlimited budget, I would have walked away with a like three shopping carts worth of crap that it's, I don't it's need. It's kind of what like Devin said in his interview. Like, regardless of what you're nerdy about, you're gonna find some kids' yeah. spirits yeah. there that are into the same thing. Oh man, they, they had um, replica master swords like for sixty bucks, like cheap metal. Like it would have been <laughs> so I I wanted to buy one, and if I come home with that, I would have been like <laughs> Teresa would have built a doghouse for me to sleep in. <laughs> but I'm like that's so like it's so I I. I I had never been interested in a fan expo, and I wasn't interested in going, you know, like going on, on going back. We were fortunate we had press passes, right? so we were able to get in. It was really, really cool. And 
after being there, seeing Saturday and then Sunday, wandering around and getting kind of like mingling in with everybody and just overhearing conversations and talking to the comic book artists and overhearing the Stranger Things panel and the Chuck Norris panel, which you can probably <laughs> hear in the background of some of this you've right. heard in the background. I'm interested in going. I would I I the Q and A sessions and the panels like that seems really cool. I watch them on YouTube, but there's something about being there, hearing the Stranger Things kids. I think we all talked about it. it's like. These are 13 to 16, or maybe they're 16 now. I think I heard someone say that Gatton Mazzaro is 16. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I mean, there's hundreds of people waiting on every single word that you say. Like, what's it, what's going through those kids' minds? Yeah. You know, and it's, I, I think it's, it was a really cool experience just to go and, and kind of feel normal. Not like that kid felt normal. Right. But to be a, a nearly 40 year old dude, like going out and just being able to <laughs> embrace every single nerdy thing and, and see cosplayers and be like, I know that, I know that because I saw that on Reddit and then I went and watched it on Hulu. And now I know who Saber is because of fate zero or whatever. It's like, I, I know those, <laughs> I know these characters now. Right. And it's just cool to be able to people watch when we were up, we were, when we recorded with John's cousin with the first episode that kicked mm -hmm. all this off. And we recorded with, with Alan and just watching people walk by. Watching someone dressed up in a Gotham um, outfit, like a Gotham police officer outfit that oh, looked like a legitimate police cool. officer. Yeah, and yeah. someone's like, hey, officer. That's like, the thing. Uh, like, Dallas Fan Expo is a world-class experience if yeah. you want to see people that have, like, the Comic-Con cosplay right. kind of yeah. thing. Like, you'll see a ton of that at Dallas Fan Expo. Which I would like to point out, that officer that was dressed as a Gotham State Police Officer, did you see what his officer name was? No, it was a Joker. No, he was Officer Ward, as in Burt Ward. Oh, nice. Robin. I, and I, I saw him and I went, I said, Holy Officer Badge, Batman. And he went, Ah. And he like gave me one of these, <laughs> like one of those, like touching like, the, nose, the nose yeah. and on then the nose. like pointing to me. And then he kept walking, like, I got to patrol these streets. You know what my favorite was? What? I, I think we all saw it. It was the uh, it was the mashup of Black Panther and Jon Snow. Oh, that, that was that was on social media, so awesome. and he oh, won really? some kind of cosplay award at Fan yeah, Expo. It looked very cool. It was really and uh, um, what do they call it? A Malga, Malga, an amalgamation. amalgamation. Yeah, yes. Okay. Nice. Because you're combining two different yeah. uh, pop culture things. There, which, by the way, some people try to do that and it doesn't work. No, yeah. but Black Panther, King of the North. Oh, very that was cool. badass. There was um, there was a snake that was going around that looked pretty legitimate. Yeah, and that then, dude um, had a sour expression. He a, looked great. A demon. There was a demon dude from uh, a, an anime called Death Note, which I, okay. I, could, I couldn't get oh, yeah, into. Yeah, yeah. But he, he was on, like, platform. I saw the Netflix movie. It was all right. I never watched that. To be honest, so... I don't like anime. I put that out there, right? But when I was in college, I had a friend that was real. He was Japanese and he was really into anime. Why he made be Japanese. Why? Well, you're he like was, he was. He was Japanese. His name is uh, shout out to Sho Fukuda. Yeah. That's his name. Nice. Uh, that sounds he, like something out of it. <laughs> I was hanging out in his room. We were studying for something. No. And he was like, "You need to watch this." And I went, "I don't like anime." He's like, "You have to watch this." He made me watch the first episode of Death Note, and I went. This is actually good. Yeah, Death Note was. A, and it, I didn't watch anymore, so like it, I don't know what that says. It's but very wordy. The first one like, was good. It's not crazy. The premise was good. I like the premise. But it's like I mean, there are a couple that I like that I, that I think you might enjoy, like uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, um, yeah. Fate Zero, which is a prequel to the Fate series, was good. But it's just it's it, it was cool seeing those 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 costumes or whatever, and you know it, it'd be cool to to try to you know check out Fan Days and then Fan Expo mm -hmm. next year and just yeah for sure see what they have and wander around a little bit and instead of sitting in our 
our little corner right. just talking to the artists right. which we did it we did get to have some uh, some good food um you yes. know in in some good like bonding moments sitting through Dallas traffic and me taking the wrong exit like every day <laughs> go on we should talk about one of our fan expo experiences as a bonus segment if you know what i mean Okay, we can do bonus segment. So yeah, so the you know it, the fan it, like John said, it's like a, it's a world class thing. Oh the oh the point I wanted to make, we we ended up seeing the same crew every day when we walked in that would mm-hmm. check our pass, and it's you know yeah the crew dealing with all those people standing on their feet all day. Like the I, I wish I'd gotten their names, but the two ladies that were at the uh, the premium door were. So incredibly nice mm-hmm. and friendly. Yeah. And then the last All day, day. Yeah. Like when yeah. we were leaving, when we were getting there, yeah. same thing. Yep. And then the one, like the one day she's like, oh, press. Oh, that's, you know, and she's <laughs> like, and I was like, oh, I, I kind of feel legitimate just for a moment. Right. But it's, you know, it was just, it was. <laughs> It was it was really cool. Like all the crew, then one lady came up and she asked what we were doing and said she was going to listen. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it was just it was really cool. Just interacting with those people. I would marry that woman. Oh, she if she listened, John is single. John is throwing it down. Yeah, throwing it throwing down. It down. He's I'm the one going the, all in. He's the one with the beard. But uh, but yeah, so you know, it was really John cool. So make sure you check out uh, the, you know, Fan Expo. Go to a con. Start at your local, you know, comic store if you're not familiar with stuff. I'm sure there are yeah, people so that would love to educate you. Support your local artists, yep. man. But it's awesome. All of that brings us to America's favorite segment, Dad Jokes of the Week. I'm making it plural this week because we have more than one. That's right. We which have we've done the for the last eight episodes. That's right. Hey, guys, uh, do you know what a clock does when it's hungry? What? He goes back four seconds. There it is. Like Moment it. of silence for my dumb joke. All right. Oh no, I breathe heavily through my nose. Oh nice. That okay. was an acknowledgement right. of it. Okay. Um, what do you call a fly with no wings? What? A walk. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that joke. Uh, so I've got uh, two. I'm I'm slipping in two. All right. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, what do you call an explosive horse? What? Nay palm. That's good. Yeah, I like it. That's like a horse one. slash Vietnam joke. Right? Oh. <laughs> uh, one of the Russian acrobats in our human pyramid has been deported. Yeah. We don't have Oleg to stand on. Oh. We don't I, have Oleg. I got, oh, I, I got, got one more for you. I, I, like, right. I like this <laughs> one. So d- dad calls in. Uh, dad finds a suitcase in the woods filled with three raccoons. He calls the police. Dispatcher says, this is 911. How can I help you? Dad says, hi, I just found a suitcase filled with three raccoons. The dispatcher says, that's awful. Are they moving? The dad says, no. That would explain the suitcase, though. <laughs> that would explain the suitcase, That though. would explain the wow. suitcase, though. That would explain well, the suitcase. Well, with that, so, with that <laughs> dud of an ending, there's, <laughs> one, more, but, but, but up. there's one more game that we generally play at the end of our podcast. It is the hashtag game. Joe, that is what's right. up with that? Uh, so this week I've got, oh, just cross the one out. I scratched out the fourth one because it didn't make the cut. Nice. I've got hashtag, uh, Joe boy. I'm leaving that in as a solid. Yeah. Fair enough. Joe's been heavy with the self-referential. Hashtag superpowered dad. Hashtag sucky Saruman. Sucky Saruman is my <laughs> vote. I vote for that as well, which makes right, the wait. winner. John Boy's going to be like, what the, 
Everybody else has stuff that promotes their titles. John Boy has hashtag Sucky Saruman. He's going to be so confused when he listens. When he but looks at when he listens, he will be less confused. But Go you know, check out some of John Boy's amazing yes, work. And John yeah. Boy, thank you so much for being on, man. We hope to have you on again. He in the did future. a lot of work on Teen Titans, the new Teen Titans for the latest iteration of DC's reboots. Check it out. Um, I believe he referenced the title he's got working up, working on coming up. Excuse me. I think he's doing a lot of work on Superman. He's doing Superman covers. I know that thank much. You. And he has, he, you know, there's some creator-owned stuff going on. Yes. Um, but he didn't, didn't, couldn't divulge that at the moment. Right. But follow um, his social media yep. to be, uh, to be on the note. I on Instagram, I think he's at John Boy 007 Speaking of creator-owned stuff, I just want to plug one more time before we we escape these fan expo. Uh, episodes go check out Andrew Mangum's uh, Acid Rain. Yes. Uh, so you can find him on uh, Andrew Mangum Art, and I, I want to say thank you to all of our guests that we talked to at Dallas Fan Expo. Obviously, it was a really great experience for all of us. Yep, that's right. Me and the dads. That's right. Yeah, the fat dads. Yeah, we're just been we're fat dad man. We were fat dad all over the place, man. That's right. Speaking of fat dad, funnel cakes. Purchases. Oh, funnel cakes. Oh, that hurts. That was great. Galan brought over a funnel cake <laughs> one day, and I almost lost my mind. <laughs> when I I brought a guest back, and y'all were like deep eating in the, halfway deep through in the a weeds. funnel cake. I was like, "What happened while I was away?" Had powdered that was, sugar that all over was the place. Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin. He, he was unfazed. He yeah. was like, "This is life." That's probably like the fiftieth funnel cake he's seen wandering around the premises. Yeah, that's true. That's Which true. I love that a guy who helped like have an influential impact on Deathstroke is so mild mannered himself. Yeah, he's just like yep, devouring a funnel cake all in a day. But hey, we Makes waited sense. till he let. We waited till he was done before we before yeah. we continued digesting. Oh, sure, the funnel sure. Cake. By the way, we didn't really mention this uh, in our commentary about his episode, but uh, the whole story about like how he was drawing. Catwoman like panels <laughs> yeah. when he had to leave to the hospital for his like, oh, child. Yeah. I found my version. I have that uh, that graphic novel. I found it. The really? Other day. Yes. I have. It's all of the four like four like Batman through Batman and Robin. They did a graphic novel adapt adaptation of that, and it's collected wow. one trade paper. I have that one. That's so awesome. when he was like, I was drawing that one. I was like, I I have that, but I didn't want to like say that on air because I couldn't find it at the time. But like yeah. I found it now. That's no, awesome, that doesn't man. matter. Yeah, right on. All right. But anyway, sorry. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, you know what you guys can do and how you can listen to us? How's that? <laughs> you can go to Detox Podcast. That's D-T-A-L-K-S podcast.com. Um, you will find links to all of our social media under Detox Podcast. Includes Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also find a link to our Patreon where for $2 a month, you can get access to all of our bonus content you don't need memory foam money or to be fat dad to afford that and support right. the podcast um you can listen to us on vocalnow.com it's v-o-k-a-l now.com or the vocal app you can also listen to us on itunes spotify or the google play store so you can listen to us on the go in your car very cool also of note on uh our patreon is there's some free stuff out there and we'll be launching a new series soon yep uh, if you haven't heard the announcement of who won Laser Chess, be sure to go to our Facebook page, as that will be on there at this point in time. Right on. That's right. So, very cool, very cool, and we hope to have a new contest going on for you soon. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. If you 
are a dad who needs to have their story told, or if you know of another dad that needs to have their story told, we would love to be a part of that. You can hit us up at any of the places that Galan mentioned. <laughs> Look at this list that Joe set down in front of me, and it makes me laugh, guys. If if you haven't, if you aren't really into the stuff part of Dad's talk about life, kids and stuff, don't worry. Next week we'll be back We're, with an episode that is past all of our Dallas Fan Expo stuff. Although we really enjoyed the Dallas Fan Expo, and honestly, all of us uh, hosts here are nerds, so we it was really a dream come true to be able to talk to all of these creative people. Um, I have a tease for that episode. Yeah, what do you got? So not only have we hit you with a bunch of stuff, stuff, but now we're going to hit you with the dad stuff, and I'm going to now tease that... In an epic way. In an epic way that I have a teenager. Ooh! Like, what? I thought your kid was five. No, no, no. I have a five-year-old and a teenager. So starting next week, we will talk about the teenager I got for Christmas. That's right. And how our dad podcast once again became more daddy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> more dad yep. More so daddy. There'll be a two, maybe a three part if my kid will agree to come and talk to us. We're still working on the release forms for that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure how the mom will feel about that, but we'll I'll cover that. So, so yeah, so you'll get all the juicy details on that, the story of how it happened, and I love that breaking news. Yeah, breaking news that we've known about for months now, but just waited for the right time to to release it. So yes, stay tuned next week for the start of I got a teenager for Christmas. That's right, and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. That's right. Didn't get a T-shirt. Oh. Even no, didn't even get a t-shirt. So <laughs> it's got a rude awakening. Thank you guys for listening to all of our episodes uh, with these conversations that we had with people at uh, uh, Dallas Fan Expo. We really appreciate it. We really appreciate them, and we look forward to having some of these guests back. We'll see you next week for this crazy series that we're about to start. And until then, hashtag Sucky Saruman and hashtag Be a Better Dad. We'll see you next week. Special thanks to John and Eddie for supporting the podcast. Thanks so much, guys. Detox is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W.com.